This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Rock, 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 Rock and Roll podcast. Check out this record. My name is Frank. With me is my good buddy, Mark. Hey, Frank. Hello, listener. You can find us, that's the two of us, on mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcasts, and you can see these mugs on YouTube. But when does this wonderful, charming little podcast get released from... When is it hot off the presses? Great question, Frank. I'm really happy you asked. <laughs> Thank you. Hopefully, we drop new episodes every Friday for your listening and viewing pleasure. That's right. And if you're hearing us for the first time, then you're probably not annoyed with our past reviews. So welcome, welcome. Uh, we review records track by track. We have a lot of musical discussions. We do spotlight episodes, which we might even include some mysteries in the, in the mix. And uh, we've only just scratched the surface. So we're just getting warmed up with all the cool stuff we got going on. Right, Mark? That's right. And uh, it's very cool. We're very warm. Be sure to check out our Versus series where we pit two bands or albums or songs against each other and make them duke it out for total stereo domination. Man, it gets better. Every time it gets, it gets better. Try to keep it brief. I thought maybe that'd be fun. I don't know. No, I liked it. liked it. A lot of depth, but warmth. It was mm. great. It was yeah. great. So be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook. Hopefully these episodes will leave you wanting more of our musical goodness. And of course, that guy, Mark, is random nonsense. <laughs> if you got a record you want us to check out, drop us a comment wherever you find us. Like and subscribe. Give us a review. So always, I'm going to say this. Mark, what's the haps? You know, Frankie, I'm getting, I'm getting a little itchy around here, a little itchy around the collar. I need me some live music. Need me a quick fix, man. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> well, Mark, I, I've been I've been feeling like a simpleton to be honest with you this week right. with regards to my musical knowledge as I've been kicking myself for not getting more into the band we're gonna talk about, and that's Thin Lizzy. You know, I'm kicking myself for not getting more into them earlier in life. You know, sometimes when you're younger and, and you're just in such a box with your musical taste, it doesn't allow you to go beyond that. But now, with the beauty of this podcast, mm-hmm. we get to get into Thin Lizzy and one amazing album, Live and Dangerous. Right, Mark? Oh, yes. And the Live and Dangerous was just what I needed this week. To be fair to Frank, Thin Lizzy is one of the great unsung heroes of, of 70s hard rock world. Um, everybody knows the hits, but they, they don't know those albums. And it's really a shame because the albums are great. The live record is great. We're going to talk about it. Why don't you give us a little taste about what you've learned over the last week about this great band in your discovery of Thin Lizzy. Absolutely. So let's do a brief uh, history leading up to this album. So Thin Lizzy was formed in 1969 in Dublin, Ireland, and the name refers to a robot, Thin Lizzy, from a Scottish comic strip called The Dandy, which the band adjusted to Thin Lizzy, Thin 
the Phil Linehart would eventually say because it's the accent and the way they <laughs> say things. As for the band, founding members, you have Brian Downey on drums, Phil Linehart on bass guitar and lead vocals, and they met in school, and they would work together until Phil Linehart's death in 1986. However, there was a revolving door of guitarists, which would be a constant in the band's career. Eric Bell eventually became the guitarist and the band was a three piece in the beginning. And musically it was, it was Celtic with some hard rock leanings and they had their first hit, which was a traditional Irish ballad whiskey in the jar, which I believe Metallica covered on their garage Inc. They certainly did. There you go. Uh, The band did not feel that this song represented their sound. So Bell then left the band after a concert on new year's Eve in 1973, later citing, ill health caused by the band's lifestyle as a reason for the departure. Who knows what went on, right? <laughs> Gary Moore entered on guitar, but would leave after a few short months. And, and Lineup, he wanted to expand the lineup and just didn't want two guitarists. He wanted two lead guitarists. This is so fascinating, right? Eventually acquiring the skills of Scott Gorham uh, from California and Brian Robertson from Scotland. And they would go on to be the member of Mark's beloved Motorhead for a brief stint, which is which is pretty cool. <laughs> for me personally, this is where the sound really becomes something special, especially with Scott's playing, as I personally found it to be just freakishly amazing. Um, the first album to feature the quartet was Nightlife, and that's the band's uh, fourth record overall. And in 1974, that was in 1974, followed by 1975's Fighting, and then 76 would get a little record called Jailbreak, which I would be... That. Yeah, right, which would become the band's breakthrough record with amazing songs such as Jailbreak, Emerald, and a little tune everyone knows is The Boys Are Back in Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, by this time, the the twin guitar sound uh, was really developed and refined. We'll get to that aspect of the band for sure as we're, as we're discussing the songs here. And 1976 also brought us the album Johnny the Fox, and 77 brings us Bad Reputation. May I chime in here, Frank? Oh, I, I would hope you would, yes. Yeah, so on Bad Reputation, the cover is just three dudes. It's Lynette, Downey, and Scott Graham. Um, And the reason for that is most of the tracks are are actually only the three quarters of the band with uh, guitarist Brian Robertson only credited on on a total of three tracks. Uh, He missed most of the previous tour uh, following a hand injury sustained in a brawl (laughs) and was effectively out of the band. But Graham insisted that Robinson needed to be on the album and he left solos unfinished so they'd have no choice but to bring him back to finish the songs. It would end up being his last studio effort with Thin Lizzy. That's yeah, it's pretty crazy. Again, the revolving door of what went on here with the, with the guitars. So then we get to 1978 and we get this, this very album live and dangerous. As you stated last week, Mark, uh, we have the overdubs controversy here. Uh, this came about when uh, Lina went to producer uh, Tony Viscotti and wanted to redo a bass part that he messed up on. After that was fixed, then some guitar parts went through the same production uh visconti stated that 75 percent of this album was recorded in a studio which has led to a disagreement from the band uh personally i don't care if this album um i don't care at all because this album to me is just a ripping hammer that destroys everything in its sight mark do you think that this is something that dilutes the album not at all frank and i'll tell you why go ahead then okay i will there are so many contradictory stories about how much was fixed in post-production 
that you can't really take any of it as gospel, right? For me, it's just about the vibe that this record got before I heard about any of the drama. And that vibe is a rock and roll. Plus, old uh, Brian Robinson is quoted as saying that uh, about the allegations surrounding the album that it's just not true. The only reason we said it was recorded uh, was obviously for tax reasons. So everything Viscotti claims <laughs> is bollocks. Um, <laughs> you know, that sounds like some serious 70 rock and roll shenanigans to me. And, and it would explain, you know, why there's no definitive answer on how much is overdubbed on this record and how much is it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, would, it would make sense. And everyone seems to have their own kind of different take and different story on it. Um, well, that said, let's go track by track. But since it's 17 tracks, Mark, I, I think it's best if we alternate, right? Yeah. And with this being our first live album, Frank and I will be pointing out um, which album each song came from and any fun facts about those performances we can dig up, uh, like this tidbit. Frank, did you know that this album would climb all the way to number two in the UK charts? And in 2004, it was ranked the best live album of all time by Classic Rock Magazine. This episode is brought to you by Classic Rock rock magazine if they pay us <laughs> otherwise it's not um pretty fucking cool right i think that is pretty awesome Ed. and one thing you know in my in my research and um in reference to this is at the time there wasn't really a lot of like live albums as well the the, the band reference that that peter frampton had one and and i can't really speak of that album to be honest with you but uh it, it's just pretty cool the whole lore of this album and man i'm i'm so stoked to get into it what about you well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to jailbreak right into it. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> the, tri- the title track from the band's sixth album and arguably their breakout album, Jailbreak is a rocking number about breaking out from the places and things that would hold you back and, tr- uh, and the trouble of breaking those bonds will cause. Uh, it's one of those songs that perfectly identifies uh, why a band is so good. We get amazing performances from everyone in the band, amazing guitar work, the rhythm section never misses a beat Phil's singing his ass off and the energy from the crowd is simply electric um from the go and and it's clear that the band is feeling it and and giving it back it's unfortunate that this is one of uh only two songs the band is known for for by most people because it's awesome but there is so much more and so many more amazing tracks to go frank why don't you tell them about the next one Yes, I will. So second track is Emerald, which is also from the Jailbreak record. Now, Lynott had a fascination with Irish history, and in particular, the legends of the Emerald Isle, hence the song Emerald. Uh, this song is, is epic as hell. I mean, the dueling lead guitar work here is phenomenal, phenomenal. It's amazing. You get a great song ready without all the lead work and it could have just been the music and and the lyrics for for all i care and and the melodies but you put these solos in there and it's just fantastic uh just an incredible tune and i love the placement of it right after jailbreak so second track is emerald mark back to you yeah track three you know we're going for a slightly slower number here we got southbound from 1977's uh bad reputation Lenat spins us a tale of, of uh, excuse me, a tale many of us can relate to. It appears uh, a depression strikes the world, uh, but it's safe to say it's, it's hit him personally, too. Uh, and he's going to escape before it consumes him. Uh, he tells you why he can't stay in the North. Uh, he tells you that the West has already been conquered. And he tells you even that the East's old ways of 
come and gone. Uh, so he's pushing the only direction left south. Musically, it's a bit subdued, which is kind of nice. We're toning it down after two kind of rocking tracks. Um, but it's really nice because you get to see what this band can do when they're not just full uh, pedal to the metal rocking out. Lynette's voice delivery here is so calm and collected that you feel his character's steadfast determination to find a better life uh, with, with purpose and intent and not just running away. It's really his performance uh, and the way he delivers the words is so key. You know, he's, he's chasing his gene, dreams, excuse me, like Jason Voorhees would chase a camp counselor uh, <laughs> methodically and just an absolute stunning number. Back to you, Frank. Thank you, Mark. And and just to add on this, this was like the first one where it really, I was like, this is such a well-constructed and written song. And of course I do that with, with a lot of these, but uh, since it's early on in, in the set here, I'm like, the, it, it just, it really stuck out as a fantastic number. And it was just great. And track four is Rosalie uh, cowgirls slash cowgirl song. Uh, it's a Bob Seger tune and it's featured on the, the Lizzie album Fighting uh, from 1975. Uh, Seeger's version is from 1972, and it has a raw kind of unpolished blues rock sound, which is great. And Lizzie here makes it straight up rock and roll slash hard rock, and and they put that spin on it, uh, which is uh, sounds fantastic, especially when the volume is up. So the song is great as the Seeger tune. Uh, to me, it's even more epic and awesome as the uh than Lizzie tune. So uh, back to you, Mark. Absolutely. We're at track five, Dancing in the Moonlight, another great track from Bad Reputation. Not to be confused with King Harvest's 1970 hit, 1973 hit of the same name, which most people think is Van Morrison, but isn't. Right. Anyways, what Thin Lizzie does uh, give us is a wonderful tune about love and uh, the hypnotic nature of dancing with a beautiful girl in the moonlight, uh, no matter the cost, especially at the young age. You know, there's some imagery where he describes taking a girl to the movies and that he always gets chocolate on his pants because he's just a kid in love. And it's just really, really great songwriting um, and an ability to really paint a picture. On top of that, we get like great guitar solos uh, and even a cool sax solo on this one from John Earl of the Graham Parker band. Really cool number. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned Morrison and he had the moon dance song and so kind of moon. So I kind of had that all going on, but uh, this shows how you could really make like a really grooving song and not be corny. And I think it's one of the, just the, the all around great rock and roll songs. And it's not that even that rock and roll. Um, speaking of rock and roll, I, I had the pleasure of drawing massacre uh, man from the Johnny, the Fox album, man. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man listen if i had to pick a favorite it would be tough but this may be it i mean this sounds like a massacre in every positive to me connotation i mean phil line wrote the lyrics after he was visited by a protestant uh, clergyman while lying in the hospital now uh line uh, who was a catholic uh, became defensive but regretted his decision later so he wrote the lyrics and that's how the foundation of this became um listen the solos here you could tell where metallica was influenced on points of ride the lightning uh, i mean the lyrics the riffs uh, when Lynott singing uh, this is just beautiful. And I'm surprised it's not a more, unless it is, I just don't know about it. It's not a more commonly covered song by, by rock bands. Uh, it's such a big sounding song. It's very aggressive. Um, you know, this is one of those, is it hard rock or is it metal? Regardless, in my opinion, I think it's one of the best rock songs of all time. Wow. Bold statement there, Frankie. I know. Um, I really fell in love with this next song. It's, um, 
track seven, Still in Love with You from 1974's Nightlife. Oof. Uh, we kind of get like a full-blown ballad here, well before the cliche of power ballads. Right. Uh, and what those cliches wish they could be, this is a love song so poetic in nature that you'd expect it from a guy like Paul McCartney and not a party animal like Phil Lynette. <laughs> uh, the guitar work here is perfection. Uh, the band uh, captures the heartache and despair sonically that Lynette panned lyrically and just turns it into a stunning, stunning blues rock number. Yeah. I mean, I'm going record saying it, it could be one of the like best rock love songs too of, of all time, just the way it's, it's constructed. I mean, fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic. Now we got Johnny the Fox. He's going to meet a guy named Jimmy the Weed. And oh. it's from the Johnny the Fox album. I love the title of the song and the overall groove. They do such a good job at incorporating different rhythm structures, proving they're not a one-trick pony, which is awesome. Uh, it's a cool song. And I tell you what, I'm intrigued by this Johnny the Fox and, and Jimmy the Weed. So mm-hmm. you you had me you had me right there. <laughs> and, and it's, it's definitely a fun record to check out. Definitely, yeah. that, that record's so cool and interesting. Uh, track number nine is Cowboy Song, another album, uh, or excuse me, another amazing track from Jailbreak. Uh, kind of funny after our episode on the Pogues, uh, available in our archives if you haven't heard it yet. Uh, but we get another song from an Irishman uh, about wanting to be a cowboy uh, and going to the Wild West. Um, we get a tune worthy uh, of the likening it to the boss. I mean, the, the the lyrics here are really stunning. I picked just a handful yeah. uh, to share with you guys, and, and I won't go too crazy with it. I'm just a cowboy, lonesome on the trail, a starry night, the campfire light, the coyote call, and the howling winds wail, so I ride out the old sundown. I'm just a cowboy, lonesome on the trail. Lord, I'm just thinking about a certain female, the night we spent together riding on the range. Looking back, it doesn't seem so strange. Whew. Yeah, that's one of those lines where I think if if female had been swapped out for Jenny, for Maria, for yeah, Tom you're Lee, right, man, you're right. This would have been a massive hit everywhere, just because it would have had that one little hit of connection. I yeah. think it's beautiful just the way it is because it kind of gives you that, you know, thinking about that certain female. But of course, cowboys are so known for never stopping in one place for so long that that one female is probably not real. She's probably just in his head. And that's right. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I I absolutely love cowboy song. It's, it's just Uh, so cool how much Irish people love. (laughs) I know it's so crazy. It's so crazy. And this is another, um, (laughs) this is another reason to hate songs like wanted dead or alive by Bon Jovi, because they are so generic. And then you see this and it can mean so many different things. And yes. Uh, Fuck Bon Jovi. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Not you, Mark. Bon Jovi. <laughs> All right. Number 10. We got the boys are back in town. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody knows the song. I mean, you know, my daughters know the song. I mean, uh, they don't know Finn Lizzie yet. That is uh, it's from the jailbreak record again. I mean, this is the song they're known for. Everyone knows the song and rightfully so. The lyrics are often thought to be about a Manchester street gang called the Quality Street Gang. Uh, of course, vocalist Phil Lynott's mother ran an illegal drinking den where the gang would go uh, and where Phil met them. If this is true or not, um, it's pretty awesome. If you think it's about pretty it, awesome. it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty awesome. Um you know, listen, it's a classic tune, and I'm not just saying this because I you know, fell in love with the band uh, this week and this album, but I don't get tired of this tune. So, yeah, anytime it plays, I'm into it, man. Back right. to you. 
Uh, track 11, Don't Believe a Word, uh, also from the fantastic record, Johnny the Fox. Frank, look at me. Look at me. Can you see me? Can you see me? I, oh, I can. This song fucking rules, dude. <laughs> um, we get an, a, an aggressive guitar riff, a dynamic performance out of everyone on this track. That's uh, wild here is how, uh, excuse me, what's wild here is how straightforward the lyrics of this song are. If you, if you remember last week's episode, when I gave the Foo Fighters a whole bunch of shit for using the title of the song as its chorus and then repeating that chorus 40 dozen times, <laughs> well, you might expect me to do that here, but you'd be dead fucking wrong. This song is the perfect example of how that concept is done right. Why? Great question, Frank. I'm happy you asked. Thank you. <laughs> because he's not just beating the one line to death. He's not just saying, don't believe a word, don't believe a word, don't believe a word. He's saying, don't believe a word when I tell you I love you. Don't believe a word when I say that I can't. It's how he uses it. It's the way he uses it to play off the rest of the lyrics, to play off the rest of the song. But he's telling you, hey, when I tell you don't believe a word when I tell you I love you, that means something. And for all of this to clock in at just under two minutes and 20 seconds, this is like quite possibly the first punk rock love song. It's just, I mean, it, it, fantastic track. It, it hits all the right emotional buttons for me in terms of speed, sound, content. If you're going to write one of those songs where the chorus is the title, take a look at this and rethink the fucking world you know. And don't just say, Waiting on a wall, waiting on a wall, waiting on a wall. Waiting I was, on a wall, I was so thinking of that. <laughs> so thank you yeah. for letting me take that break. Right. Yeah. And, and ugh, waiting on war. But anyway, this song, listen, you know, I, I think a lot of this could also, as you were talking, it made me think of, you know, the early days of the Lizzie and Linus, um, you know, the, the Celtic and the Irish kind of history, because if you break down kind of what you just said without hearing the music it has some folk elements in it, but then you put it in at two minutes and 20 seconds and you add all the elements that make it up. That's why you get a good song. And you're saying he's building off of it, which is important. They're not just saying waiting on a war a thousand times and at a, and at 50 different points of the song. So I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Um, track 12 is warrior again from the jailbreak album it's a great build up here and uh, align it's man i mean he's holding down the fort with that driving bass it's like a piston man I, I i love how this is has a 70s rock vibe but you could tell it's of a higher quality than the typical 70 rock tunes um so because it doesn't sound that dated uh this um i mean it, it kind of practically the whole album it's really timeless and i love these lyrics uh so fate will have to wait Till time heals the scar. See, my heart is ruled by Venus and my head by Mars. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. Yeah, those are great lyrics, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, track 13, Are You Ready? Oh, I am. This one's pretty special because it, it only appears on this live album and would later be released in 1981 on an EP called Live Killers uh, with tracks like Dear Miss Lonely Hearts and, and the track Bad Reputation as the B-side. It was often used by the band as an opening track to their sets. And according to some uh, sweet trivia I found, uh, it doesn't have a question mark as it's a rhetorical question. Of course you're ready to rock. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is one of those awesome songs about how awesome rock and roll is and how much fun we're about to have rocking with the band. Yeah. Um, it's fast paced and it just, it just has some really rad solos. And dude, the song rocks. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. great tune, great tune. 
Um, we got 14 here, and track 14 is Suicide from the Fighting Album. Now, listen, it's such a polarizing topic in the song in general, but they do such a great job of the way that it, it, it rocks and also hits you in the chest with, with heartache. Musically, it has this classical hard rock slash medical metal excuse me uh characteristics which again shows how this band can really write these great masterful songs and use their natural foundation and building upon it uh yeah. line line on space again uh playing here uh it just the points match the guitar riffs which is so pleasing to the ear um listen the lyrics here the paper called suicide a bullet from a 45 nobody cared nobody cried don't make it don't it make you want to boogie like that that to me is so cool and then it rides off into the sunset with the solo and the ending um perfect just perfect man great tune yeah absolutely uh track 15 is shalala shalala nightlife uh, we're treated to a, a rocking piece of uh, magic they call voodoo uh, look, lyrically, it's probably one of the silliest songs. Uh, at one point, Lynette offers the, the subject of his affection, his quote-unquote jelly roll. <laughs> um, if you can get past uh, the lyrical content there and just hang with the music, we get a, a killer guitar riff uh, and a totally badass drum solo that sends the crowd into a frenzy. It's, it's yeah. really cool. It sounds great live. You can tell, especially if you look at the lyrics for this song, the idea here is to get in and rock. And he just kind of filled in where it made sense. And sometimes those lyrics come out dumb and maybe a little misogynistic with things like offering a girl to put your jelly roll. You never, it, I don't need to get into it. It's a cool fucking song. <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously they placed it, you know, down, right. Way down in the track list too. So there's probably a, a methodical nature to, Hey, we're going to place this here. Um, yeah. And like you said, just, it's, it's a, it's a fun little tune. Uh, speaking of a fun tune, we got uh baby drives me crazy featuring one bluesy, Huey Lewis on harmonica, which is awesome, right? Because a couple weeks ago totally. we talked about him, and uh, there's there's a tie-in between him and, and Lionot as well. Uh, this tune's actually not on a studio album, which even adds to its allure. Uh, it's a great blues rock number and a perfect placement at second to last on the set list. Mark, back to you. Yeah, I absolutely love how he he nails that classic blues call uh-huh. and, and response number with the band and like and he gets he has a lot of fun with it he does Baby Drive me crazy is a great number and do not uh underestimate huey's lewis huey lewis's abilities with harmonica oh it's so good badass dude. oh he's, he's great fantastic yeah so uh the last track track 17 i can't believe we pod through this so quick frank Woo. uh the rocker from the vagabonds of the western world it's worth noting here this is the only song not from an album of the Scott uh, Graham and Brian Robinson era. Right. Uh, this is pre them, but it's, it's the, the album before. Um, on the surface, this is kind of a classic 70s tough guy rock and roll number about being a tough guy rock and roller. Um, it's a dynamic and fun number. And, and at first it feels slightly out of place as the closer. But as you get familiar with the band and this record and realize it's kind of the perfect number for Thin Lizzy to close on because it's just so energetic and it climaxes beautifully uh, in this performance. Uh, you know, and it's kind of a perfect metaphor for the band's philosophy of rock and roll above all and, and, what, means, and what it means to embrace that kind of idea, uh, no matter how it looks to others. So I, I really dig this and think it's a great closing track. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. The placement of that's perfect. So... You know, I, you guys have figured this out already, right? No, no spoiler alerts really on this one. Uh, I loved this fucking record. Um, 
it shows beyond a shadow of a doubt that Thin Lizzy is a truly amazing hard rock band. It's unfortunate they get lumped into that generic 70s vanilla rock era um, and not seen for the pioneering work that they, they really did produce. Uh, between the twin lead guitars uh, and burning a path between hard rock and heavy metal and blues. Um, and there's many signs of punk rock in here from some really lightning fast palm muting parts. Um, and then songs about religion and, and, and some real honest things that rock and roll wasn't quite talking about yet, but we would know to be true in, in punk rock some years later. I really think they did a lot more than uh, they get credit for. Um, yeah, I want you listeners who, at home who haven't checked out this record to do so. Check out this record. It's a gateway drug. A gateway drug for what? Great question, Frank. I'm happy you asked. <laughs> more Thin Lizzy. That's right. I promise you, that is a good thing, Frank. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, loved how you said that right there. <laughs> so, you know, what can I say uh, other than I wish I gotten more into them when I was younger? However, they might not have had the same impact as they are having on me right now. So maybe the timing is perfect. Uh, I'm going on record. Well, check out this record to say mm-hmm. that Lizzie is not only one of the most underrated rock bands of all time, but one of the best i mean the dueling solos were taken by bands like priest maiden and leopard so that alone for influences says something i'm not saying lizzie invented it uh, by any means Uh, i'm just saying they applied it in a way to make a major impact Uh, the songs we have here are timeless i mean you can play this record in 2021 31 41 and just be impressed all over again Uh, the songs are not corny at all at at all uh which some of the music of this time tends to be these guys were real rockers and they personified the genre with amazing songwriting and equally amazing musicianship so in a time when ireland was into celtic and old standards right which is really the vibe of when they were coming up they wanted rock and it crosses that line of hard rock and metal and mark as you even said like even a little punk elements um while making it accessible for fans of both i mean songs like massacre southbound dancing in the moonlight still in love with your absolute classics uh these songs are are the best quality of what they were trying to be done for songs of this lyrical content and musical structures um they're the band to think about when you think of irish musicians and bands so take your u2 place them on the shelf for a while i, I believe you you meant to say trash can yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Trash can uh, for a while uh, and get entrenched into Thin Lizzy. Uh, if you haven't already, you won't be disappointed. The fact, uh, um, in fact, I find it insulting that U2 is considered a higher tier band uh, than Thin Lizzy. Um, I understand you had Lionel's drug situation, uh, which causes his untimely death. However, we immortalize Hendrix and Cobain and play more uh, who have done the same. Uh, so why not we do that for for Lina and Thin Lizzy in general? So that's my thoughts, Mark. And that was just a kick-ass album. Hell yeah. I'm so stoked that you liked it. Stoked. Yes, yes. So I had me thinking of the end of our, our top 10. So technically, mm-hmm. well, to some, you know, Lizzy may be a tear down as far as people's awareness of it and the tracks. And we just uncovered a lot of deep tracks here. So let's do something where we do the top 10 deep tracks by bands you should know or deep cuts by bands you should know. Um, and I think I think that's good. So we're going we're gonna to get really deep here, Mark. And uh, I think that's a good way to do it. What about you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, because I bring them up a lot, I'm omitting uh, the Swinging Utters, Leatherface and the Ramones. 
Uh, <laughs> because I probably talk about them a little too much. And I, and I, I like giving them credit when I do, uh, but I wanted to focus on some other things. So that's why you won't hear me talk about uh, Subterranean Jungle tonight. Yeah, um, and, and and just so you know, both of us tried to put some different stuff in here, which which I know yeah. we which we accomplished. So go ahead, Mark. Sorry to interrupt. Absolutely no. Uh, my first choice uh, at number ten or whatever uh, is a song called "Chaos and Lawlessness" from a band called Smart Bomb. Uh, it's the title track from their 2008 EP uh, that clocks in just under 12 minutes, and it's eight tracks long. I was pretty inspired by this band. Uh, this is one of those bands uh, that is overshadowed by the members being. Uh, in more popular other bands. Uh, but Chaos and Lawlessness for me was this shining reminder of how much fun and danger punk rock can be. And I find myself circling back to it when my usual musical fixes start to feel flat. This record uh, and this song in particular really just have an energy and, and, and a chaos that reminds me of what I loved so much about the genre. Didn't we play a show with them? We did play a show with them at a dance studio on the second floor. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. I remember that now. That, that whole uh, eight track EP is on one seven inch and it's super heavy and it sounds fucking amazing. And no trigger is the other band they're affiliated with. Yeah, And there's a few others too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's coming back to me. <laughs> All right. So uh, my number 10 is a song uh, abused by the downtown struts. So most people don't know uh, this band at all. And I don't even think they're active right now. I think they're doing something else. This song is from an EP where they changed their street punk sound to a more kind of, I guess, refined rock sound. Listen, this song touches on the singer's battle with being bipolar. And to me, it creates a real emotional roller coaster. I suggest you check out this tune because it's phenomenal. Uh, that's that's my number 10. Back to you, Mark. Nice. So uh, number nine for me is a song called Windows Down from a band uh, named Silent Majority. I'm a big fan of uh, late 90s post-hardcore, particularly from the New York area, and it doesn't get uh, any better than that than the band Silent Majority. Windows Down is a moving number about um, comparing life to the spray paint on train cars uh, and watching that paint fade over the years and, and trying to do something about it, but knowing that it's uh, essentially uh, a useless task. Um, but you really get just this interesting uh, post-hardcore look at what reflecting on life is and it's it's a really cool number a, a great band and a song well worth your time right yeah yeah good 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 tune right there mark um number nine <laughs> this is this song is called velveteen and it's by the band sponge yeah the the 90s alt rock band sponge uh Ooh. on their second album wax ecstatic there's a hidden track and it's just the singer Vinny and an acoustic guitar it's very dark layered it's filled with lots of imagery and has a great melody uh it's a song that you're like whoa this band kind of wrote that um it's it's a really cool deep track obviously it's a deep track it's a hidden track but check out the song velveteen from the band sponge from the 90s you know whenever i hear sponge i think of that seinfeld episode um (laughs) where elaine can't get any more vaginal sponges uh track number eight Words Written Over Coffee by the band The Right Before from their 2015 Fist Buried in Pockets album. This somber number features a harmonica over anarcho-folk punk and it's heartfelt, strained, and restrained singing. This song is pure heart. It's absolutely um, humbling and and earnest in everything it does. It's got nothing but pure heart. Definitely check out Words Written Over Coffee. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And you know what they say, you can't dance sexy to the punk rock. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man, good stuff. Um, number eight on my list is a song 39 
by Queen. Yeah, yes, Queen. Yeah. Uh, so a tune may people may not know or may not think about when Queen is mentioned. This tune was written by Brian May and sung by him on the recording, but sung by Freddie Mercury live. Um, it's a science fiction tale uh, in a folk song's body. And it, in addition to that being a good song, it was covered by the Swing Gunners. So I got to mention the Swing Gunners on this list, Mark. Well done. <laughs> but uh, 39 is is really a cool Queen song. So uh, check that out. If, if you're a fan of Queen and you may not know this one, check out this one. Yeah, uh, my number seven track is a favorite of the rhythm section. And by that, I mean me and Frank. Oh. Um, it's Without Love from oh. off 2009 supporting cast. We get this beautiful exercise in thrash precision and genuine heartfelt lyrics that will bring you to, your, to tears if you take the time to really sit down and get into them. Phenomenal songwriting. This is, I told you last week about Bill Stevenson and his work at the Blasting Room. This song is off a record that was produced in that. It's it's fast. It's chaotic. It's honest. It's an absolutely amazing number. One of my all-time favorite songs. And and you know, I'm going to omit talking from it too much because I, I will get emotional on that one. Yeah. Just, just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Number seven is a track called The Wild One Forever, and it's by Tom Petty. And we're going back to his very first album. This is a beautiful tune. It's a great melody, has lots of uh, heart, making it really his first ballad. Uh, mm-hmm. That album also has even more deep cuts if you get into it. Um, obviously, it concludes with American Girl, which everyone knows, but this album really, too, is phenomenal. And this song is pretty awesome. So, The Wild One Forever, Tom Petty from the first album. Check it out. Very cool, very cool. Uh, another one that's a, a big favorite among Franks and myself, uh, Citrus oh. in the Hold Steady. Uh, this song sounds like you're finishing your third strong drink and working on uh, coming to terms with your place in the world and getting lost back in that glass rather than deal with it. Uh, the Hold Steady can get you up and really rock your socks. So this toned down number is just this breath of fresh air. And even when it does pick up, you don't even realize that you're singing along and having fun and everything for that moment just feels right. Oh man. And it's such a vulnerable tune also. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, fantastic. I'm so stoked that you put that hey, on. Hey, citrus, hey, liquor. I love it when you get together. Oh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is a song called Church on Sunday. It's by Green Day, actually, off what I feel is their most underrated record, Warning. You have a mm-hmm. great pop punk tune here super catchy great hooks and it's a shame it's not performed more live uh, i think it's one of the the better songs actually in their category so uh, if you love green day and you don't know warning too much give give warning a spin track three church on sunday there you go there you go uh for me uh we're up to i think number five here frank uh get down moses oh man you're just firing on all cylinders and the legendary joe strummer former frontman from the clash gave us this dance hall rager in 2003 and and i've been uh i haven't been the same since i've heard it it's one of those tracks that'll just pull you right back out onto the dance floor no matter where you are and right into the place you need to be there's something about joe strummer singing the rhythm he he has an ability to hypnotize you and never is it more clear on Get Down Moses. Oh, phenomenal, phenomenal song. Phenomenal. All right. Next, we are getting Untitled by Social D, Social Distortion. It's from White Light, White Heat, White Trash. This one sneaks up on you because at first you're like, okay, this is, 
isn't going anywhere. And and you had really, you know, it's track three on the record. You had Dear Lover. Then you had Don't Drag Me Down. Really great rocking tracks. And you're like, all right, it's not going anywhere. And then and then this well done chorus comes up and you appreciate it more with the with the verses and mixed with a good solo and these loud blaring guitars, which that whole album has. It's a great social D tune, man. And I think it's uh, underrated and it's called Untitled. So Untitled by Social D. Yeah, that's a phenomenal record. If if you're a casual social D fan, put that thing on. Just just let it ride. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, my next choice is called Zing Pong. Zing Pong by uh, None More Black. This is yeah, it's, it's pretty standard uh, issue fun for a band like None More Black. It, it doesn't particularly uh, carve out anything different than you would expect from the band, except that it, it's just an excuse to say their name and hope one more person goes and listens to Nightmare Black, because they're awesome. This song is fun, and it's got that kind of fun bass line that reminds me of the DuckTales theme. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that, but that, hey, look. Pull up some Nightmare Black, listen to Zing Pong, have a great time. The dude's amazing. Yeah, they need a new album. I mean, that's just the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love that song. Uh, the next, uh, which is my number four, is a song called Ambrosia by a band Field Report. Um this falls into the cracks of the artist you should know category. It's taken from their album Marigold, uh, Marigolden. Excuse me. Uh, I think it's one of the most vulnerable songs and honest and tender songs ever written. It, it's like an open sore that keeps growing bigger and bigger, and it's brilliant. I get chills listening to it. It's therapy. Uh, it's just it's an incredible tune, incredible lyrics, and and you could feel what the singer. Christopher Porterfield, uh, which if you change it around is Field Report, uh, is trying to say. So uh, Ambrosia, Field Report, check out Field Report in general. Great stuff. Mark? Very cool. Uh, my next track is called New Folk Song. It's by Paint Painted Black. Black. Uh, growing up, uh, folk music was always pretty present as my mother uh, adored it. So when uh, one of my favorite Philly hardcore bands put out uh, a, a track called New Folk Song um, that took the idea of if I had a hammer and applied it to 2008 and the failures of what the old folk movement was about. Um, it registered pretty close to home to me, as you can imagine. I always felt like uh, the hippies and the old folk singers who just wanted, you know, peace and positive change had, had sold us out. Um, and they did. Um, and they, they left us a world of globalization that no longer cared for the people that made it profitable for them so fuck those people um painted black absolutely nailed it out of the park for me on this one it's uh, aggressive it's honest it's uh, a really cool um track if you're not into painted black check them out they've got some amazing records that will just get you like peeling your skin back they're just like so intense they're really cool yeah, and, and there's so many seven degrees here too, because obviously there's connection between them and None More Black with Kid Dynamite, and and then we saw None More Black. Correct me if I'm no, we saw Painted Black Mark uh, open for Propagandi when we saw them. So we sure did. <laughs> yep, yep. So good, good stuff right there. Very, mm -hmm. very enjoyable show. Um, I, so I have to mention Springsteen on a list, right? So here we go, Mar Mary Queen of Arkansas. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, from his first record. This song, oh, this song, it's amazing. It's a great story of a relationship or longing for one with someone who's so out of reach due to what could be a class structure or whatever the role is and whatever the capacity is that they both share. Listen, it's a phenomenal piece of art. Um, early 
Springsteen is phenomenal. Uh, Springsteen fans in general may not know that something like this w- was penned by him. It's phenomenal. Mary Queen of Arkansas, a fantastic song from start to finish. Yeah, back from when when he was genuinely getting Dylan comparisons, right? And people yeah, were sarcastic about it. You're right. <laughs> uh, great, absolutely great tune. Um, yeah. And I love the way he stretches his voice beyond really what he's capable of and gives gives the song a real vulnerability to it. Totally. Fantastic performance. Excellent choice, dude. Um, so for me, uh, track uh, choice number two is uh, Show Me on the Doll, Where the Music Touched You um, by friends of the show, Red City Radio. I'm just saying because <laughs> I, I want them to be my friend. Yes. Uh, off their 2013 album titles. Uh, this is one of those amazing songs that helps bring uh, some light into a dark world and reminds us of what we love and keeps us moving. And that it's truly powerful and always helps pull me kind of out of the funk. It, this is one of those great reminders of how powerful music can, can be. Yeah. And, and because we reviewed them recently with our last episode of 2020, uh, it's kind of like the theme from that album paradise as well, you know, uh, which, which right, which red city radio does so well, you know, it's mm-hmm. hey, this is dark, but there is going to be a light and we're going to provide that to you. And thank you. Our friends, red city radio for doing so. <laughs> oh man. All right. So next is an old tune I have on my list. It's called mm-hmm. tornado by Dale Hawkins. Uh, so this is going deep down to the roots of the roots of psychobilly and early rockabilly uh hawkins in 56 uh took this early style of rock and roll and put some blues into it creating what was known as swamp rock boogie um tornado is a great example of really rock and roll and you can see where it eventually gets picked up as an influence for psychobilly and mark you know you know how much i love psychobilly and uh, a good meshup. So yeah, check out some early rooted stuff, guys. Very nice. Uh, so my my last pick, Frank, here is uh, Birthday IOU. Oh, um, you know, I mentioned Bill Stevenson earlier and last week in our conversation about artists in multiple projects. And this is just one of those amazing songs he wrote, um, given the chance will absolutely break your heart with its with its honesty and its um, really straightforward lyrical uh content the, the song rocks itself but yeah if you if you take a minute to really look at what he's saying you will break your own heart um and it's it, it's just really amazing to me when an artist can do that and you can empathize with them fully absolutely and all versions of this are great studio the live version the mm-hmm. uh, great song great yeah. song and last on my list, I have a song called Daisy Train by Scorpios. Uh, Scorpios oh. is a side supergroup with Lagwagon's Joey Cape, John Snodgrass, and the late great Tony Sly from No Use for a Name. Uh, this one's super touching, especially as Tony is the lead vocals here. And a year after this, uh, this release, he will be gone. It's a simple and a spiritual vibe song. It's tender, it has lush harmonies. Tear joke, tear jerking moments really is. It's a great tune to check out. Um, if you know No Use for Name and you know that Tony Sly passed, you know, a couple years back, and then you listen to this, you know, just just be prepared to to let out some tears. But yeah, I I think, man, Mark, I think the both of us did a fantastic job with these deep tracks for people. Yeah, we really got sad there, didn't we? Yeah, we did at the end. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all right. You know, oh boy. That was one heck of an episode there, Frank. <laughs> what uh, what do we got lined up for the old next week? 
Well, Mark, I'm I'm amped uh, about a new record coming out by a band that you had on your list, uh, and that's the Hold Steady. So we talk about them a lot, but they have a new record coming out called Open Door Policy. Oh. I'm also interested in how they evolve, yet still bringing their brand of rock and roll to the table. Uh, let's see if they could really capture the moment that really hooked me and you, Mark, on like Boys and Girls in America and Stay Positive, which are great, great records. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm really amped to hear what they have to bring to the table. What, what about you? You feel the same? Yeah. I'm always interested to see what they bring. They always manage to change just a little bit in between each record and have a little something different to say or to feel. Um, I'm a big fan of the hold steady. I, I don't know that they get quite the credit they deserve, Yeah, um, but you know, I mean, this is one of those uh, Minnesota um, by way of New York bands that, always manages to to pull out some heart that we just don't expect to see coming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm amped for it. I know Mark is. So I hope everyone else is out there. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Remember, like, subscribe. Let us know what albums we could review for you. Um, Really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to us. Stay safe out there. Bye-bye. Boom.